Hey everyone, my name is Pastor Fernie and I'm the pastor here at Mid-City Church. I'm so glad you're joining us for worship here, especially as we continue our conversation of uh, asking for a friend. And so today, as we continue that, I want to invite, uh, introduce you to my friend, Jenny. And just like every other week, I'm going to let her tell you a little, bit, a little bit about who she is and what she does. And maybe she'll even tell you how we got to know each other. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, Mid-City, I'm so excited for you. And I'm excited for Fernie's leadership and all that you're doing there in Baton Rouge. I am Jenny Edwards Bertrand, and I'm in the middle of Illinois. And I know Fernie because his wife, Susie, I got to meet as a little baby freshman in college when I was still simply a campus minister um, at a great at Illinois State University Wesley Foundation. And eventually, Fernie and Susie met each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fell in love, <laughs> married. And eventually, I was invited to, from that campus ministry, launch a church. And so a group of a dozen 22-year-olds and my husband and I, and at the time, infant, brand new baby boy, um, started a church. And we're now... Uh, eight years old. Is that right? 2014 to 2021. Sounds right. Yeah, we're around here. Um, And uh, so I understand what it is to be at the beginning like you all are intimately. It feels like it was yesterday. And um, yeah, what else do you want to know, Bernie? No, that's perfect. uh, I've always been... um, during the tough seasons, and you know there's plenty of those, um, mm-hmm. I always look to you as inspiration because uh, you kept pushing through. You uh, yeah. you were willing to listen to what God was doing uh, there. And uh, I, I want to thank you for all the times that you have been a mentor to me and, and to my wife, Susie. And yeah, and I'm so yeah. glad you're joining us today. Of course. Yeah. 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 Well, I wish I was with you in person. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. Eventually, it'll happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, every week I'm asking a question and then having a conversation about it. And so this week, the conversation, the question we're asking is, is it possible to be both United Methodist and an ally? And the reason I wanted you to uh, uh, speak with us about that and, and wrestle with that question with us is because um, Merge has, re- uh, or uh, Hope Church has really uh, evolved into a church that's an ally in, in the LGBTQIA community. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about hope and a little bit about this question. Well, I wouldn't say that we grew to be an ally. My campus minister way back in the 1980s um, created, well, no, 19, he did this in the 80s. I wasn't there till the 90s, but our campus ministry was a safe zone for mm. LGBTQIA people starting from the 80s. So for us, this isn't really new. And when Hope was birthed out of this campus ministry, it wasn't so much that we were allies. I mean, I am an ally, but we were the LGBTQIA Mm -hmm. community. So we didn't ever have to consider, are we going to uh, be inclusive or not? Because from our launch team, we already were inclusive, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's awesome. I did not know that about Hope. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was it more of what we've discovered is how important it is to continue to communicate this message and how needed it is to be heard. Um, you asked the question, can you be an ally and United Methodist? Which to me, that's not even the hard question. Can you be an ally? Like what's the option? Can you be hateful and be United Methodist? Can you be judgmental and be United Methodist? Can you ignore 578 commands from God to love everyone and be United Methodist? Can you ignore that we are all created in the image of God and be United Methodist? I just have some thoughts on that, but you, you can't tell my passion, can you? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I where did the question can you be an ally and be united methodist come from Yeah that's a good question you know I think uh <laughs> in many ways you know being so we're in Baton Rouge deep south and I think one of the questions that I've heard a lot of uh, our folks uh, really wrestle with is mm-hmm. I am an ally but I don't know mm-hmm. how that intersects with uh being a united methodist in light of um, conversations at General Conference of whether okay. we're going to be an affirming church or not, whether we're going to allow uh, LGBTQIA mm-hmm. people to be pastors and uh, get married in our churches. And so I think that dialogue um, and those questions that are happening on TV and the media and the news, I think there's a lot of our people are wrestling with, it, can I be both? Okay. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say is that... Um, if there are at least 20 people gathered in your midst, then there is at least one person who identifies as LGBTQIA. So I wouldn't assume that being allies is as far as we go. (laughs) And uh, so I, I always, always think every conversation about this should be done in a way that is offering deep compassion for everyone who's listening. Maybe it's a 10-year-old who already knows that um, uh, they're not the same as all the other kids in their class or a teenager or someone who's 70 years old and has known their whole life but lived in the deep south and so never was really honest about that. So that's, so I think to talk about allies is uh, almost easy easier. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of, um, it does say in our book of discipline, it's, it's awful, (laughs) Uh, but it says that um, homosexuality, which is of course an outdated term, is incompatible with Christian teaching. It, it found its way in there in 1972 and we've been arguing ever since, right? Mm -hmm. So, Here's what I love about being United Methodist. We all have a voice. There is not someone in Rome or wherever who um, tells us how to interpret scripture and um, that, that uh, that's it. That's how it is. Um, for us, we get to use our, um, inte- our own intelligence, our own spirituality, our own ability to read the Bible, and then be in conversation with Mm -hmm. other United Methodists. And uh, so I hope that there are allies, 
not only even in the deep south, but especially in the deep south. Yeah. Because it because you're needed. We are so it might I'm in Illinois and Illinois is associated with Chicago, right? <laughs> right. Um <laughs> I, and you were there but but we're not I'm not in Chicago. Right. <laughs> I am two hours south of Chicago. I am surrounded by cornfields. And so people would think, well, in kind of downstate Illinois, smaller rural areas, you don't need any allies. And that's just simply uh, not true. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I've been reading um, a book called When Christians Get It Wrong by Adam Hamilton. And uh-huh. he talks about how even in his congregation, um, he, he did a poll one day where he asked people, uh, how many of you would identify as LGBTQIA? And he said, you know, it was a, the, the, um, I think it was like a tenth of the people he, he, he thought raised their hands. And then he said, how many of you know somebody who is LGBTQIA or has family members or who has a friend? And he says, every person in the room raised their hands. Exactly. And he said, the fact that all of us are connected to somebody, there, there is, is reason for us to become allies. And I found that very powerful because I think mm-hmm. I've wondered at times, I've heard people say before, like, I just don't know anybody. And what I want to say mm-hmm. is, it's not that you don't know anybody. Maybe nobody's been comfortable enough to share with you um, about, yeah. um, about that with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if someone does share that piece of who they are with it's such an honor and um, we need to treat it as such. Um, we need to know that a person has trusted us and uh, believes that we won't cause harm to them um, and that we will be there with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. So, so let me ask you a, a second question. Um, okay. So I think one of the things that I hear a lot is, how can you be an ally? Don't you read your Bible? And so I'm, I'm curious, uh, how have you wrestled with Scripture and the stuff that Scripture says and maybe um, how stuff has been um, translated throughout the years into English? Uh-huh. I'm curious just what, what your take is on that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, what I've found is that most people haven't actually read those six scriptures that get used to say that homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching. They just know that it exists. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there, depending on how you count it, there's nearly 600 scriptures that implore us to love. There are six that talk about um, what gets uh, termed as sexual sin. And I went, I have especially as an ally who is an ordained elder have invested a lot of time in those six scriptures. And, um, I do think that they point to sexual sin because I do believe that it is a sin to hold someone in sexual slavery. I believe it is a sin to rape someone. I believe it is a sin to gang rape someone. Um, I, I believe that what, what those scriptures were talking about were sexual sins, but the sexual sin is not identifying as LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. Is that where you are too, or yeah, you know, I think um, 
you said something earlier when you talked about the, the uh, scriptures. Um, one of the things that I, one of the reasons I fell in love with the United Methodist Church is that we believe that scripture is meant to be interpreted. So it's not a, like you said, somebody telling us this is what this means and we all have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And, and not, it's, I'm not judging anybody who does. It's just, it, I, I, I couldn't reconcile that in my faith. And so yeah. w- when I attended a United Methodist Church and a pastor, a pastor talked to me about like, okay, this is what I think the scripture means. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so the, the interpretation piece has been so helpful for me in mm-hmm. um, not falling into the, the Bible says it, therefore it must be true. And so I, like you said, I've wrestled mm-hmm. with a lot of these scriptures. And I think for me, um, the Jerusalem Council is what helps me. Uh, reconcile scripture so uh it's when when they're they're um arguing the church is arguing right about do gentiles need to be circumcised or not and and i find Mm -hmm. this conversation so fascinating because in the bible god says everyone must be circumcised and and, like it gets to this point in scripture where the church is saying okay we have everyone well yes right you have to be of a certain gender, right. Fernie. I, <laughs> I think that's a different conversation that we could have if needed. True, true, true. That's true. And I think it's in the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting when they get to to this Jerusalem council and they're saying, like, we have all these new people who are in love with God, who are living out their faith and not doing this one thing. Should we expect them to do it? And the church is like, mm, I don't think so. And yeah. it's so interesting, like that these 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 one of these scriptures that we hold up, right, is is the people, um, not Jesus, but people uh, with with the help of the Holy Spirit that are saying, I know the Bible says this, right, the Old Testament. I know yeah. that God said this, but we think God is doing something new now. And mm-hmm. and I just love that scripture. And I think if if there was authority for that council to gather and have those conversations, there is also the authority for us uh, with the Holy Spirit moving among us to figure out and debate and, and discern what is God doing now? I do too. And I, I mean, honestly, I'd love to go all the way back to the very, very beginning Genesis one and God created just such diversity. Like that is obvious from the very beginning and it is good. It is good. And then we get to humankind being created and it is very good created in the image of God. And it doesn't say some people are created in the image of God and some people aren't. It does not say um, that anyone is created in a more superior way to God and some in an inferior way, all created in the image of God. I love that. I've never heard. And behold, it was very good. I, we talk, some people like to talk about original sin. Mm-hmm. I like that original blessing. Originally, all humans blessed mm-hmm. by God. Mm-hmm. All, all humans. <laughs> do you guys in Louisiana, do you say y'all? We do. <laughs> So you can say that y'all means y'all. Yes. As an ally. I can't, I can't even, it doesn't even roll off my tongue the right <laughs> way, but um, it, it works. Yes. I And we've been talking about Genesis 1, like when it says, and God created day and God created night and behold, it was good. Implied in that, 
it's not just that like the sun rises and then the sun sets it's dawn and mm. dusk and everything in between mm. day and night are also created by God so there's this implied continuum of everything being created that it's mm. not this dichotomy of this and this it's a full spectrum that's created and if you go through every day the representative things that are shared that are created we fill in with our mind all of the other all of creation that's been created by god mm -hmm. i love that i yeah see there's a sermon uh in there i'm sure you are you, you've already <laughs> preached it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, um, let me ask you one more thing. I didn't ask you this question ahead of time. Um, what would you say to somebody um, who is wrestling with their sexuality and mm -hmm. are wrestling with, does God love me as I am? I think you and I would both agree, like, God loves you. But, but what would you say in that situation? I think it's important to say it out loud. You are worthy. You are loved. You are a beloved child of God. Because that person is going to hear from many, many people that call themselves Christian that they are not worthy and um, that they're not loved. Mm. Or they're only worthy if they change. Mm. I, as an ally, this is, usually I get it via email. I get a lot of emails telling me that I am um, a wolf in sheep's clothing and causing all sorts of things. But yesterday, we got a package where a man sent, uh, he actually put his name all over it, but like uh, 10 pages to us explaining that because we are allies, um, we are um, going to burn in hell. So if that comes to me as an ally, you know, middle-aged woman who is comfortable, I am, uh, my spouse is a man, so a straight woman, ordained house, two kids, dog, cars, the whole deal. If I'm told I'm gonna rot in hell, I think of that 12-year-old, that 16-year-old, that 70-year-old who has heard this over and over and over. And no matter how thick your skin is and how much you want it to roll off, then just need to hear you're loved, you're mm. beloved, you're holy, you are worthy. Mm. I love you. I'm here for you. I just... I don't think we can articulate that enough. And then there are more conversations that can be had, but I think starting there is, um, and it's, and even if as a Christian, you're struggling with those six scriptures, you don't have to struggle with whether or not God loves everyone. Mm -hmm. That's very yeah. clear in scripture. Yeah. And um, you can with confidence, let anyone know that they're beloved, that they're beloved. Mm -hmm. of God, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we end every uh, sermon by saying, I love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I think, really? I, I, yeah, and I really do mean it. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what 
uh, people have told you about who you are or what lies you've come to believe or what mistakes you've made. Yes. God loves you just as you are. And it's, yes. it's so important for me to say that every week. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's interesting. It says something that you knew you needed to say that. Yeah. Based on the message that exists. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, there have been times in my life when I have looked at myself in the mirror and been disappointed and wished mm -hmm. that I saw something different or that I was somebody different or that I hadn't done certain things. And in those moments, I told myself, there's no way God can love me. And mm -hmm. what I came to realize is, no, in those moments, God loves me more in a deeper way than I can even begin to imagine. And, and I need that reminder every day, and I want to share that every day. I yeah, mm -hmm. I I almost and I know this. Um, I know that our churches are struggling with this, and our denomination will likely split over it. But when you ask, can you be an ally and be a United Methodist? Can you be an ally and be a Christian? I I just don't know how you can love and serve. Jesus and not be there for everyone else mm -hmm. and not be the neighbor for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I, uh, I tell people every week, this isn't uh, end all be all. My hope is that when people listen to this, it'll encourage them to start having conversations and uh, have conversations with me. Uh, I can probably get you in touch with Jenny um, if you have some more questions and, um, we can, uh, my hope is that this is just a jump start for you to continue to wrestle and, and really to challenge you to, to, um, really think about this. And, and I would say, I would go so far as to say, to challenge you, um, I think God calls us to love everyone, uh, no matter who the person is, no matter what you may think of other people, uh, God's greatest commandment is love. And I hope that we can be a community that lives that out and hopefully inspires those around us to uh, love yes. all people. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. And um, Church, I want to thank you all for joining us as well. And I just want to remind you, if you want to keep uh, diving deeper, text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to the number 225-307-0662, and you'll get a home sheet. That'll include all the scriptures that Jenny and I talked about. It'll include some of the questions that we talked about. And it'll include an action plan of how you can go out into the world and, and love all people. And so make sure to do that right now. You'll see that information at the bottom of your screen. And again, Jenny, I just thank you so much for joining us. I know that uh, I love listening to um, just you, your voice, how you listen to God. And, and like I said, you, you have been somebody that I look up to for a long time now. So thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Remember, I love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you next week.